Welcome everyone, my name is Emily, Emily Perkins, I'm a member of Looking Castle Church and with me I have Reverend, and we always try to use it as much as we can because we know he hates it, <laughs> Reverend Andy Pierce. Hello Andy. Hello, yeah. hello, you're right. Uh, it's great to see you. Well, yeah. I can see you, but well, the obviously listeners our listeners can't. They'll, can't but... they'll just have to imagine that we're, you know, very <laughs> elegant, very refined. Obviously. We yes. are talking today about Genesis. This is part of our series for the Bible in Two Years project, and we are going to go through every book of the Bible and just give an introduction, set the scene a little bit, help people understand yeah. what they're diving into. So if you're listening mm -hmm. to this and it's January 1st, welcome. If you're listening to this and it's August 1st, welcome. We are not going to be putting a rule on it. Whenever no. you get to this, fantastic. Mm. Um, and as I said, we're starting with Genesis and we're choosing to start with Genesis for two reasons. Number one, it's the first book in the Bible. And so well, that's always like a good start, place to start, isn't it? It feels really? like an obvious place to start. Um, but we're also starting with Genesis because it is where the story of God's creation starts. Yes. It is literally the story at the beginning of how God created everything that we can see and touch and feel. Um, and this is a really interesting thing to know because it wasn't mm. written at the beginning. That would be astonishing because there wasn't anything at the beginning to write with. We mm. think, we think, and there are some caveats in this because these are books that are very old. We think it was written down about 1400 BC. That's 1400 years, 1400 years okay. before Jesus was even born. This is an old book. It's a very ancient book. Yeah. It's very ancient. But the thing we have to remember is that mm -hmm. books at this time were not kind of the same sort of style as books as we'd expect. And that is because at this point in history, we mm -hmm. have oral tradition, not written tradition. This is like yeah. my historian hat on. If these terms mean absolutely nothing to you, do not worry. Oral history essentially means stories that you tell each other around a campfire, around a dinner yeah, table, with a friend. Written down things are literally written with a pen and ink, pen and paper, pencil, yeah. whatever. At this point, most people would not be able to read and write when this book, Genesis, was written. And mm. so these... The books we have now, those ancient, ancient scrolls from hundreds and hundreds of years ago, are not the beginning of when these stories were first told. And that's really important because the person who history tells us wrote Genesis is Moses. That name might ring a bell. You'll, you'll probably meet well, him later. Yes, uh, definitely in Exodus, at least. <laughs> yeah, well, I, mean, I hope so. Um, and Moses, at this point, he's writing for the Israelites. That's the people of God, this particular nation. Um, and he's writing it because they're about to go into the promised land. This is the land that God has put aside for them. And I promise this will all make sense when you get to Exodus, but I'm just. Where was I? You were about yeah. talking about Moses. So, yeah, I was. So Moses is writing Genesis for the Israelites, God's people, yeah. as they're about to enter the promised land, which is a place that God has prepared for them. And at this point, the Israelites have had a hard time. We'll go into this in more detail later. But it, yeah. it's really important at this point that they know where they came from before they go into the next season or stage of their lives as a nation. And so Genesis does exactly that. It tells the story mm -hmm. of not just where the Israelites come from, but where the whole world comes from, what God created and what God created it for. Now, because it's the very beginning of the story, you actually see Genesis in more than just the Bible. 
Uh, it's also in the Jewish Torah, which is their holy book, and it's in the Muslim yeah. Quran, which is in their holy book. And we, you know, we share a lot of similarities with those mm-hmm. faiths. Mm-hmm. And it becomes a story about creation and that creation is good. And I think we can forget that sometimes in the world mm. which is full of pain and suffering and difficulties. When God first started this story, it was good. And pretty much the whole of the Bible is going to be God seeking to return to that perfection in one way or another. So a lot of the stories that we know as children, Noah's Ark, Abel and Cain, you know, the Garden of Eden, all -hmm. of that starts off in Genesis. Because another one of the really big themes of Genesis is God wanting to find a partner, a people who will love the world and will love him and will work with him to restore creation from that place of difficulty and pain and suffering and brokenness because of a fall to perfection, bringing God's vision and love for the world into the world. And so over and over again in Genesis, you'll meet people that God wants to partner with. You'll meet Abraham, you'll meet Joseph, you'll meet Noah, you'll meet Isaac, people who... yeah. I think it's very important to say this, are not perfect. No, shock horror. I, I know. Wow. Hold on to your hat. What, uh, what we, human <laughs> beings not being perfect? I don't we know. Just, we just, but <laughs> one of the, you know, if you are a, a new Christian, if you are someone who is still exploring faith and what Christianity is, it's really important that you know, Christianity is not the club for perfect people. And the expectation no. is not that when you join, you suddenly magically become perfect. God worked with and partnered with people who were really quite the opposite of yeah. And You get all them. the warts and all, don't you? All the I way. Mean, yes. Very it. much. And I think that, you know, if you're starting off reading the Bible through like this for the first time, whether it's one year, two year, three years, you know, you're really going to make this concerted effort to get through the whole Bible. It can be intimidating Yeah. because there are people in there that do clever noble impressive things but they are not perfect people and god never expects to find perfection in humanity he wants partners but not perfection Mm -hmm. and i suppose the other big thing to mention when it comes to genesis is that there's a lot in genesis about faith we typically think of faith as being a very new testament thing Mm -hmm. um, and that actually the old testament is all about rules and laws Um, And that is wrong on so many levels. But in Genesis in particular, Hmm. you know, Jesus mentions people, you know, people in the New Testament mention, you know, Abraham, Isaac, Joseph, they were saved by faith. They were found justified through faith. So actually, this isn't just about obeying rules and laws and then hoping that God is merciful today. Faith and belief and trust in God is right from the very beginning, something that God is really interested in. Yes. That's all the fun stuff. Here are some of the challenges that you might find as you read Genesis, because it is challenging. Firstly, what is literally true and what is literalistically true? Now that sounds Whoa. like I've just mm. that sounds like I've not put my teeth in properly. I promise there are two different <laughs> things. Um so one example of this that may be a little bit easier to understand is in the New Testament. Mm. Jesus says, I'm the bread of life. And that is literalistically true. The meaning is true. Jesus is saying, you can feed off me. Mm -hmm. Was he a loaf of bread? Obviously not. Obviously not. So he's not literally 
a loaf of bread, but he is literalistically the bread of life. Now, that's all very easy when you're looking at someone and you're going, mm. well, he's a person, he was born, he was put in a manger, we all know the story. It's a lot more difficult when you're looking at Genesis. God created okay. the world in six days. Is that literally true? Or is that literalistically true? And it's not my place, certainly. And I don't think it's Looking Castle's church's no. place to dictate no. to you which one of those you should pick. It's very yep. much up to you and your interpretation of the Bible and your prayer walk and your faith with God. But it is important to have an opinion. It is important to investigate these things and challenge mm. ourselves and be comfortable with uncomfortable conversations. Mm. Oh, I yeah, I kind of look at it as like a poem. It's the mm. it's not so much the um how it was made, it's the why it was mm. made. So I don't that's why I don't really see that there's a issue with science and and faith because mm. they come from two different directions one comes from the how which is science and faith comes from the why so mm. yeah so it's I, I don't see that there there is a, a an issue but yeah i like i it, it kind of reads like a poem because it has that cadence to it of of uh, this was the evening and the morning of the first day and it has that rhythm through it so it, it sounds like a parenter for my mind and it's really important that you mention that because there are going to be people who read a lot of genesis as a poem and so they will read noah's flood as a mm. poetic idea and some people read it as that literalistic no that's li you know that literally yes that's and it. again we're not here to tell you what to think. No, We're just here to no. encourage you to think. Yes. The second big challenge with Genesis, and this is something that I do not have the answers to, so please don't write in asking for them, <laughs> is how we, how we should interpret some of the brutality of that era. And that is something that mm. we're going to see in a lot of the Old Testament books that we talk about. This is not an era of careful and polite negotiation. This is an era of... Mm battles and wars and punishment in a very quick and unpleasant way um god's people wrestle with what it means to keep to god's partnership in genesis so it's not like they knew all the answers mm. and we're over here trying to figure it out they didn't know either and so when we read some of these stories where people get turned into salt or people sleep with their daughter-in-laws or people murder other people because they don't like what they believe we mustn't shy away from those things. And they are hard. I can't mm. sugarcoat it. But well, it's in... Yeah. I think it's because it's a, such an ancient book, isn't it, really? Mm. Uh, so we, we're looking at it through 21st century eyes mm -hmm. with our uh, kind of our own themes and the way we look at uh, life and, and the laws we have, all those kind of things. Mm. Back then, it's a totally different ballgame. Yeah, completely. And I think there's, you know, tucked into that challenge is how the era was very brutal against people who weren't on top socially so women mm -hmm. or slaves yes. or mm -hmm. children or just people you don't like and again yeah. we're not saying that you therefore take everything out of genesis and use that as the model for your life i would argue there's other people True. in the bible like i don't know jesus his model is arguably better i think he's got the <laughs> the kind of the top spot really uh, arguably <laughs> but there are still a huge number of things to learn and enjoy in yes. genesis it's yeah. a very readable book 
Mm. Uh, and so if this is your first time reading Genesis, then I think you're going to really enjoy it. I think this is, this is your, ugh, if this is your first time reading it as part of a Bible in a year or Bible in two years, I think it's a nice, relatively easy way to, to slide in. Um, and that is the book of Genesis. Andy, anything you want to add before we wrap up? Well, there's those covenants. There's lots of covenants, mm. of beginnings of agreement between God and people or a person. And he gives promises and they they also kind of promise as well. So it's an agreement between two parties. And so that that features a lot in Genesis as well. It really does. And we're going to come back to that when we talk about the book of Leviticus. So hold on to your hats. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Oh, thank you so much for listening, everyone. We hope this has been useful. If you yeah, have any questions, excellent bring them to church bring them to life groups bring them to a friend in the church bring them to andy pierce oh, <laughs> and he will be more than happy to take you through them um enjoy your time reading thank you